Hi, and welcome to episode nine in the new series of Canny Conversations, powered by the Pathway Group. My name's Mark Wakeley, one of the team who bring you these podcasts that we hope inform and inspire you, giving you an insight into the world of the Pathway Group. If you're new to the podcast, let me tell you there are already 49 episodes out there, and you can listen to all the past episodes by searching for Canny Conversations on your preferred podcast platform, or go to 1386audio.com forward slash have a listen. The main person behind the Pathway Group is Safraz Ali. Saf set himself up as a social entrepreneur over 22 years ago. Being raised in Birmingham's Alum Rock, his early life and experience gave him an insight into the life and needs of an inner city community, which is at the core of his passion for improving the lives of people through education, training, and apprenticeships. When one person teaches, two people learn. In this episode, Saf touches on the power of coaching in the development of individuals. From new insights to new perspectives, peer learning is an important part of supporting colleagues and teams. Here he explores how powerful questions and follow-up questions and the role of peer support delivers stronger people, both individually and collectively. So let's hear from Saf. Hello and welcome. This is going to be about peer support, peer coaching. As an organisation, we definitely believe in the power of uh, supporting each other. And I've said before, we have a number of peers that you can get support from. And go back to our quotation, the fact that, you know, when one teaches to learn, two individuals learn. So you have different levels of peers. You have peers that are at the same level as you, peers that are ahead of you in the journey and peers that are behind you in terms of their journey. And each of those peers can help us improve and each of those peers can help us support in terms of what we do and grow as individuals. So we're talking about peer support and peer coaching. Some of you will have experience of coaching and the coaching processes and you can be able to draw on your experience in terms of peer coaching and how peer coaching can create a powerful combination of open questions and at the same time it can give you a diverse range of perspectives in communication it can be done in a group it can be done on an individual basis and it gives individuals a different level of perspective it gives the individuals potentially a new perspective and able to assist individuals to to change their perspective on a challenge, maybe possibly generate new insights as well. So that's what we're talking about. So coaching is really about asking questions and asking questions that people will be able to hopefully answer, but allows those answers to develop insightful information for them to implement and to think and it's really the power of these questions. It's, it's those sort of questions. And a lot of it is about asking questions in a sequence, ask questions in, in a way that allows the individual to sort of ponder, to reflect, and also gets the best out of that individual. So I'm going to talk to you about some of those questions that I've often used in different examples. And these are not necessarily in order, but if, if you're giving some peer support to, to a person, and you're going through a problem type situation, one of those questions could be, what is the best or the worst outcome from that situation that you could imagine? 
you know, and then you can get an idea of the risk, you can get an idea of the impact, you can get an idea of potentially opportunities there as well. So it allows that person to think about the consequences of taking action, consequences of not taking action. You can ask them a question, which is, you know, what does your gut sort of tell you to do? That's always, from my perspective, a good question to ask because it gets them to share with them where they are in terms of where is their direction of travel. What are they thinking? Why are they thinking in terms of that? Another question which puts into perspective the situation, because sometimes what we have is we have this element of that. The problem that we're dealing with is the biggest thing and it's a life-changing moment and so forth. And we, sometimes we have to get the individual to uh, fast forward and look back. So what, another question I say is, you know, what decision do you think you'd be most proud of in a year from now? So that gives you a little bit of perspective in terms of current obstacles that they're dealing with. If you were looking back at this from a year from now, where do you think, you know, how will you perceive this and what, what will you be thinking? You can also sometimes get them to start thinking of consequences of action and consequences of inaction as well. So, you know, what are the possible benefits of doing nothing? You know, that might sometimes throw people. If you didn't do anything, what's going to happen? And sometimes doing nothing could be seen as the best action. Everybody sometimes, you know, has to have this view that we've got to do something. You know, we need to do something. We've got to make the noise. We've got to make the impact. We've got to do that. And what, what's the consequences of not doing anything? The consequences of no action. What does that mean? What's the messaging for that? And what's the impact on that on the business? Another question which I have asked in the past is, you know, how are things likely to change in any case? What's going to happen if you left everything to happen in, in its own due course? If you just let things flow, what's going to happen? You know, so if you didn't do anything, what does that look like? Another one is really getting the individual to look at their desired outcome. What does success look like? What's a successful outcome looking like for you? And how do you know uh, that you've achieved it? What would a successful outcome look like for you? And how will you know that you've achieved it? And I think, from my view, that's often confused in terms of people are not clear in terms of their desired outcome. They're not clear in terms of what success looks like and you know how will they know that they've achieved what they want to achieve. So that's something, again, that's uh, had sort of profound moments when I'm having conversations with people. And I think it's one where it really gets the individuals to deep down think about where they are and what they're doing. One of the area, other areas is uh, about resources. So what are resources, which may be people, may be technical uh, resources, could be knowledge, could be funding, that can help you, you know, that, that exists that you could draw upon. So what resources exist that you could draw upon that might help you in your current situation? What's your biggest obstacle at this moment in time, what's the biggest challenge that you have? What's the biggest obstacle to success? What's your biggest challenge to your desired outcome, to your success? What personal strengths can you bring to the situation? Uh, what personal strengths can you tap into or other people's strengths can you tap into, into in terms of this situation? Again, going back to that sort of desired outcome, you know, what is the best and worst that could happen if you were to succeed in this roadway, uh, what's the best worst that can happen if you did nothing? What's the best worst that, that can happen if it was a hybrid approach? And really, you know, putting that into context, putting that into perspective. Also, for people to start thinking about themselves as a leader, you know, what does this show about you as a leader? 
in this situation? How are you dealing with it? What does it, what's the message that you're showing to the world? Why are you underperforming? And where are you underperforming at the moment? And what's the reason for that? And again, people sometimes deal with that openly. Sometimes they feel that they don't want to share their vulnerabilities. But, you know, where's your sort of weakest performance at the moment? You know, where's your best performance at the moment? Where are you performing best at the moment? Uh, what have you learned from the past challenges that could help you with your current challenge? What have you learned from past experiences that could help you with this experience? Who's going to be affected by this and why? What's going to be the ramifications of this? What's going to be in the impact of this? Another question is, who do you know has gone through a similar uh, challenge and what do they do as far as from your knowledge? If you look at this challenge from another person's viewpoint, what would they do? If you were to wear somebody else's hat, had somebody that you respect and admire, how would they deal with this challenge? What would they do? If you were to look at this challenge as a whole, what would you do? If you were to look at this challenge in bite-sized bits, what would you do? If you were to look at this challenge as a whole, then what's your priority? If you look at this challenge in bites, in tranches, in smaller sections, what would be your priority or what would be your biggest priority? How would you come out of this in terms of demonstrating the fact that you know you are a leader that you yourself would respect and admire? So what sort of leader would you like to be in this situation? What sort of leader would you like to be in, in this challenging situation that you're dealing with? What information do you have currently that allows you to make decisions? What information do you need in order to get a clearer idea of the possible outcome? Is there any information that you're missing? Is there any amount of information that you feel that's not there? So that, in, in a way, are some, some sort of questions with regard to peer coaching and peer support. They're not necessarily all in, in a particular order or, or in a particular order, but are they, again, as an organization, uh, as individuals, you know, we can support each other through asking pertinent questions, the right level of questions, and following through in a sequential manner, supplementary questions. And sometimes it's that supplementary questioning that really gets powerful, uh, responsive. It's power of those questions. So I want to go back to some of our points that we discussed before in terms of uh, our definition of teamwork. And therefore, peer challenge and support is that we are not a team because we work together. We are a team because we make each other better we make each other stronger and also at the same time each one of us has three group, key groups of people we can learn from and three groups of people that we can learn and support those that are ahead of us in a specific area those people that are at the same level as us in a specific area and those that are behind us in a specific area as well so those three sets of people again i'll go back to this thing that you know when one teaches to learn as well you're learning when you're also teaching when you're also involved in in an element of peer coaching and coaching generally as well and when you get involved and when anybody gets involved in peer challenging and peer support i think it allows us as individuals to reflect ourselves and improve our own performance so there's a lot of benefits in terms of supporting somebody else because it also allows you to think for yourself and improve your own performance and in terms of your own delivery. Again, that's the quotation when one teaches to learn. That's why they say the best way to learn and grow yourself is to support others. 
So peer coaching and support is really a, a process of powerful, open questions. And it's a diverse range of perspectives, uh, hopefully, that one person can get because of those sort of questions and allows one individual to actually get some insights and understand where they are. So I think insights is, is a key word because with the powerful questions, you know, you're in a position to actually get people to reflect people to think and rethink. Again, you go back to the unlearning and relearning approach. And it's, it's these questions, but it's also how you ask those questions and, and what questions are asked, what's the, what's the reason behind those questions, what's your intention. And it's really the follow-up question. Right? It's all in the follow-up questions. It's the supplementary questions. And it's those supplementary follow-up questions that sometimes gets into the heart of the issue. And it gets into the position where you get into the core issue and you get into some element of real reflective practice. And that's what then hopefully gives you some momentum. Then with that momentum, you get into a bit of a flow. And with that flow, you get into an element of really, real impact. I want to go through some additional questions. And, and this is about, again, impact of that. Previously, I talked about, you know, about that year. What are you going to do in terms of year from now? How would you look back at it? Uh, what impact is this, gonna, this action going to have in a year from now? We could also look at it in terms of maybe a, a, a shorter time frame, four, eight, 12 weeks from now, you know, six months from now, 26 weeks from now, the 90 days, the three months plus the six months from now. What's going to be the impact? And what are you going to be most proud of in terms of that impact or what's going to be the biggest risk in terms of that? Again, you go back to that paddy, prioritizing according to risk, return and yield and getting the individual to identify their risks, their opportunities and so forth. Again, something that I, I keep saying, you know, is there a benefit of doing nothing? And is, is doing nothing an option? What's the consequence of doing nothing? What's the best and the worst outcome that you can imagine? What does good look like? What's your desired outcome in terms of this? What are you trying to get to? What does success look like? And how are you going to know that you're achieving your desired outcome? What's going to change your mind? How are you likely to change your mind in terms of in a particular situation? You know, what would be the consequence of you changing your mind? I keep going back to this, what does good look like? What does success look like? What does desired outcome look like? And it's actually getting through the noise and understanding what that looks like. Very defined success, very clearly in terms of that. And I think from my perspective also is that, you know, getting that element of this Edward de Bono six hats approach. How would somebody else in that, in that boat make that decision? Somebody that you admire, that you respect, maybe a manager that you, you know, you rate, in any how would they make those decisions that you you can lead, and that could be from a work perspective, that could be from a personal perspective, and really this you know six hats approach is, is something that I that I often refer to and, and so forth. To talk about the biggest obstacles, the biggest challenges that you have for yourself right now. What does that look like in terms of that? What's stopping you? Doing what you're doing. What's stopping you from moving ahead? What's stopping you from from the next move? And I think that's another thing as well. People think that there's obstacles, but are there real obstacles? Are you proud of your current performance? You know, how, you know, again, what's stopping you achieving and excelling? What's stopping you performing better than what you're performing? And how do you get that? How do you actually get the numbers to do all your talking? So you don't actually necessarily have to bang your own drum. You get the results to do the talking. You know, do the numbers speak louder than, than your own views? You know, what's the data saying regarding this? And how do you get into a position where the numbers do the talking? 
again, we talk about uh, our three pillars of uh, sustainable growth. One of them is about numbers. One of them is about data. What are the numbers saying? And how does that relate to your view? And uh, how likely is that going to change? If you're behind in terms of performance, what do you need to do to actually recover? Uh, what do you need to do actually to make it work for you? And what are you doing to actually get that right? If you look at your current challenge as a whole, then how would you deal with that? If you look at your current challenge in bite size, uh, how do you deal with that? Are you prioritizing according to the risk? Are you prioritizing according to the biggest impact? Uh, how are you prioritizing? And again, going back to if you were to advise somebody else in your current position, I mean, this is one of my favorites, actually. If you were to advise somebody else in your current position, what would you say to them? If you were to give this advice, somebody came to you with the same problem that you've got, what would you advise them? What would you say to them? What would they need to do differently? And how would you break it down for them? How would you explain this particular issue for them? I think there's many questions that potentially, as I said, you know, gets the person individual thinking. It's really a combination of these questions. And it's the follow-up. I keep saying it's in the follow-up. It's the supplementary questions. It's the powerful questions. And let's embrace peer coaching. Let's embrace peer support. Let's be in an organization where we have that definition of team, which is, you know, we're not a team because we work together. We're a team because we make each other better. We make each other stronger. We recognize that, you know, we have different peer groups. We recognize the fact that when one teaches to learn, we also recognize the fact that we can learn from teaching people at the same level as us or working with people at the same level as us, people that are behind us and people that are in front of us. And we can grow ourselves better. We can grow ourselves with the power of these questions. We can grow in terms of our thinking and get some insights. And because we're able to help others, it helps us reflect uh, gives us some element of reflective practice and ho- hopefully gives us some momentum in our own work and I think gives us some element of impact in terms of what we're doing and uh, helps us as an organisation uh, grow. We understand our individual responsibility, we understand our collective responsibility and therefore we're acting in the best interest of the organisation. So I'll leave you there. You know, we've discussed or we've covered peer coaching, peer support, and how we as individuals can become better, become stronger collectively. Thank you. If you want to understand how SAF and the business reach to the point of developing this strategic overview, why not listen to the rest of this current series, which can be found on your usual podcast platform under Canny Conversations, or go to 1386audio.com forward slash have a listen. If you've enjoyed this podcast, then please like, review, subscribe or follow. And please tell your friends and colleagues about us. If you'd like to know more, then go to cannyconversationspodcast.co.uk or go to SAF's website, safras.co.uk. SAF has also written a series of easy to follow business books, Canny Bytes. And these are available from cannybytes.co.uk forward slash buy the book. We'll be back next week with another Canny Conversations podcast. So until then, have a good week. This is a 1386 audio production.